Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrian of mine for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. Links will always be in the show notes. Okay, so I wanted to talk about um, a little update here real fast. I know that some of you were pretty excited about doing our Ride and Listen lessons on the podcast and doing our um, trainers meditation um, sessions, and I, well, I personally am super excited to do them as well. I am going to put them um, on the back burner for just a little bit um, longer because I've got a lot on my plate. I'm trying to move things around, make sure I'm not biting off more than I can chew. And now that we're getting into spring and our riding, um, our riding schedule is kind of kicking off. Like I don't want to, um, I don't want to continue to put things on the back burner. So I am trying to work with our, our work my way around and figure out how to get everything done for you guys. Um, we're getting, uh, more of the YouTube videos up and going. And so I'm super excited about that. I just want to make sure that I'm doing everything. We can get everything on a schedule and get everything done. And that way I can stick to that schedule. I just don't want to start it and then not get very many done at all. So I'd rather just keep it on the back burner for right now. So I am sincerely sorry for that. I know some of you are excited for it and I'm just not, we're not there yet. So while for my new year's goals, that was pretty much only thing left as far as business wise is what I want to do. And so hopefully we'll get those done here shortly. Now, for today, I wanted to talk about something that has kind of been brought to my attention here recently. In uh, the last year and almost a half, I've been researching a lot about positive reinforcement. We've started our own journey with Jake, and I've kind of realized that a lot of the people who do positive reinforcement at some point probably followed Clinton Anderson. Some of them may not have at all. But I, I have met um, in my journey of being in the positive reinforcement side of things, I have met quite a few people who actually started training with his method and then veered away from it later on. And I feel like this is the same story for a lot of people. And I have kind of followed more and more people of their training techniques and things. And I'm just really starting to notice a, a trend here of people who have started to follow him and then no longer follow him and things like that. And I think really the biggest thing is he's just a really good showman. And so I kind of wanted to talk about my journey and when and why I kind of just veered off from his training methods and kind of just give y'all my side of the story and also why I think this is a trend for, for his followers. Now, that being said, um, Clinton Anderson still has a ton 
a following and people who pretty much think he is an equine god. And while I do not think that, um, this is not a segment to really just be judging him as a trainer. Uh, a lot of people are probably just going to be like, well, you have done nothing with your life for training horses, so I have no room to talk. And, you know, that's fine if you think that. That's fine if you want to say that. Whatever. I don't care. I'm only here to be sharing my story on what I, why I have no longer been following him and why I've gone a different route and things like that. So I just figured I'd share my story because this seems to be the trend with people in a more ethical way of training um, society type thing. So uh, even people that use positive reinforcement and still negative reinforcement, also I've seen people who have pretty much kind of sort of the same story as well. So anyway, let's get into it. Something I find um, that really, when I first started training Jake, I was 13, he was three, and when I finally decided that I am going to do the work myself, I want to just get it done. I seen a lot of his shows on TV. That's originally where I found him. Um, my papa watches a lot of the RFD TV, if you've seen it it's on cable you know um there's a lot of training shows that come on there and a lot of just agriculture agricultural shows and westerns and stuff and that's kind of where i started off at because um my uh papa i used to sit and watch westerns with him when i was little and we would watch rfd tv and uh, lo and behold, Clint Anderson would come on and he would, you know, his shows are always very flashy and showy and just a lot of great imagery, great editing. And, you know, it catches your eye and it gives that whole, Ooh, ah, kind of scenario to it. However, to add on to it, a lot of you may know his horse, Mindy, that he did a lot of the tackless and Liberty training on, um, really is what inspired me to follow him and to really just drop the gun and be like, oh, we're doing it. And while I think she is just such a brilliant mayor, um, he's, she's kind of been his push into, I think a lot of people's lives because he did that whole famous slide and stop with her. He does raining pattern with her and all that stuff. And, that at my at that point in my time I just thought it was amazing so of course why not why wouldn't I follow him the other thing that really got to me and that I think gets to a lot of people as well is because it's very common um, not only am I dyslexic I'm OCD and I'm pretty sure I'm ADHD <laughs> not diagnosed that but um, pretty sure I am and I have to have a step-by-step -step thing. I like things to be organized. I like to know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, and how I'm doing it. And Clinton Anderson's method offers that. He has his fundamentals, uh, intermediate and advanced kits that you can buy. And in those, you have your arena booklets. You have a little poster with your steps on it, you know, all, all in a line, what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, all these things, all the DVDs, like, there you go. It's all there, everything you need. And to me, that was very 
fascinating. It was like, what else do I need? Like, I just buy this kit and we're off. You know, I, I've got all my instructions. So I did end up getting his kit um, for Christmas one time for my dad and I started using it. And that's originally how I started training Jake is we did the fundamentals kit with Jake. However, um, I never really finished out and went into the intermediate side of his training because at the end of his fundamentals training is really when I started transitioning out of using his, uh, out of using his method. And we'll get more into that in just a minute. But I also feel like that is a huge reason on why people follow his method. Another thing um, is that he really promotes his method to be for every single horse. His method works for every horse and it will work and it's, you can use it on all your troubled horses and they just become fantastic. And, you know, so he really pushes his uh, method as a fix all for any horse. Um, and it's the same method for every single horse. They all get it and all that. And, so I feel like his, like he, the way he promotes his method and the way he shows things has just really drawn a ton of people in. Now, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with being a showman at all. I think, you know, if you have that talent, great. If you have the people to edit, great, you know, whatever. But I, I do want people to be aware of some people who like to do these things are literally a snake in the grass. So, um, more to this though, I started stepping out of his method after me and Jake kind of had our barrel racing accident. Some of y'all may not have seen that, but you can go on my YouTube channel. Links are always in the description. Um, and find my barrel racing accident video. At that point in time, I think I was 14 or 15. That was our first barrel race. And I didn't understand that the in our training, while Jake did fundamentals really well, he was stressed all the time. High anxiety, high stress, never really wanted to pay attention, wide-eyed. And I never really seen that until after this accident and i think taking him to his first rodeo really pushed him over the edge um and not only that but i didn't have the correct equipment so it was just a recipe for disaster and um so what i quickly realized after that was i found my love for wanting to find answers wanting to learn, do better. And then I really found out that I love the biomechanics, um, behind training horses. So after that accident, I really stepped back and I said, okay, what is a bit, how does a bit work? How does this type of bit work versus that type of bit? What does it do in the horse's mouth and how does the horse horse's body respond to how this bit is worked? I really got down into the nitty gritty of biomechanics of the bit and how the horses work off the bit and things like that. Then I really found my love for learning about all things horses and just really started getting into everything. And at that point in time, you know, 
I started actually recognizing that when training Jake, the method and the way I was going about things while I was following all the videos, I was trying to do everything correct. Jake was just so stressed. It was so high stress. And th some of these things just were not working out. And so I found myself searching for different types of methods for different things. So um, learning to side pass or um, learning to, what was a big one that we had issues with? Yielding the, uh, yielding the four quarters and things like that. So I started seeking out other methods of how to do those things to get the same results, but in a different way, teaching it in a different way. And so at that point, when searching for those, I found Buck Brandman, uh, Ray Hunt, and Tom Dorrance, all those guys, and really started finding more about them and using their methods. And then over time, it kind of just got to where I used their methods over Clinton's more and more and more. And I realized that Jake no longer had that high anxiety, high stress, wide-eyed appearance anymore. He was relaxed. He was calm. He was trusting. And it, we kind of just were better off. And so over time, I didn't really realize it or recognize it, but we ended up, um, I don't even remember what, when I actually recognized that I wasn't using Clinton Anderson's method anymore. Every now and then I still use some of his stuff, kind of, um, but I wouldn't even really call it his to that point. Um, I think it is more of a rounded type of method. So like when round pinning, um, the body language that he uses in the round pin, I think that is a universal type of round pinning um, in some cases. So, um, just all small techniques like that I use every now and then, and it's kind of just ingrained in me because that's where I started. Um, so long story short, I found Ray Hunt, Buck Brandeman, um, I really love and loved really big back then and started reading more of their books and doing more and trying to get things done more. And it just kind of all worked out. So my biggest thing is once I started finding other more uh, other trainers that are that were in a more uh, ethical kind of way of training, um, and I was seeing the same results Clinton Anderson was getting, but these horses were more in a happier state of mind. I wasn't putting them under as much stress as far as doing some of the work as to where using Clinton Anderson's method, the way he trains is a very timed uh, type of training. So he is a very go, go, go type of trainer and he wants his response then and there. Um, and that I personally just have, you know, depending on the type uh, or the time of the training. So 
you see a lot of where he's asking the horse to do something, but they don't know the answer to it. He did not prep them to give them the answer right away. And so he is then forcing them into a stressful situation in which um, we end up stressing them out to get the correct information. And then all of a sudden, nothing. You know, then all of a sudden we're forcing um, a horse in a situation he didn't need to be in in the first place. So uh, let me get back here on my train of thought just for a second. I kind of got sidetracked there. Um, with that being said, um, his response times, of course, are phenomenal. You know, he asks a question, they don't answer, then it's a step-by-step, -step, like, one, two, answer. One, two, answer. Like, he is wanting his answer right then, right there, at this speed, he wants it. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, it's not what's wrong with it, but how you prepare the horse to do it. And if you are, if your horse is mentally stable in the way you're preparing it. Because then what I have found and what has really strung, uh, what has really gotten me to just pretty much stay away from his method was I went to the AQHA World Show um, and I don't remember, it was a rainy, it was the day where they had raining, but I don't remember if it was amateurs or what, but me and a couple friends were there, we were walking around just seeing the horses and stuff, neither one of us were competing, we just always used to go to the AQHA show. Well, um, I remember this is really when it clicked in my head about his, when I connected his training method to mental health of the horse and how I do not think that he really cares for the mental health of the horse. I don't think that is a priority in his training is because I used to think, you know, Mindy was such an amazing horse when I first got started. Like she was phenomenal. She performed so well. Um, and you know, all the other horses that he's had, you know, that has gone through, you know, by looking at his performance on TV, you think uh, like they look and act like they perform very well. And, you know, he talks about, um, he talks about how he trains horses and then sells them as finished horses and things like that. So, you know, of course me being me seeing Mindy and all that, like I would love to have a Clinton Anderson horse one day. And I had it in my mind that one day I would purchase one. Until the moment I went to the show and everything just kind of clicked in my head. And I was like, you know, he's not the trainer for me. He's not someone I want to follow anymore. Um, and then I just began my journey of growing and finding other methods that I thought suited me better and my horses better. And so... What happened at this show was we were, it was the raining part and there were, I don't remember which, if it was amateurs or what, but we were walking around looking at the booths. We were walking in and out of the stalls, just looking at the horses and looking at the sires and stuff. And, uh, we went to the warm up pen 
and was watching people warm up. We were complimenting horses and like just looking at the way we moved. We liked the horses moving and what we liked about them and this and that and you know just at people at a horse show. You know what what everybody does. And I spotted on the so we went and sat down for a show and I spotted on the screen up above what looked like the Clinton Anderson Down Under Horsemanship brand. And in my head, I was like, that couldn't be. Like, that's, no, that couldn't be. And I got excited because at this point, I hadn't fully just gone away with the Clinton Anderson method. I still use some of his method. I still respect respected the whole Mindy and the performance and all that. But... I seen it and that's, this horse performed very well. I thought that it was kind of a little too spot on in my opinion. And I know when you're performing and you're doing raining patterns, like you want everything to be right. And I think this is where we fall into the whole part of where people want their horses to be robots because then they do everything right every single time. Or, you know, they're only still animals, but they try and almost do everything right every single time and which in return will cause stress and so I, I watched this pattern and you know I, I was watching and there wasn't a lot of vibe from this horse compared to a couple other horses that had been shown so this horse didn't really seem to have emotion in his face this horse literally reminded me of a horse that came to do a job and to do it to the best of its abilities and that was it there was no love behind the horse there was no excitement there was no vibe behind it and you know at first i just didn't really think anything of it but i told my friend i was like i have to go talk to this lady i have to go make sure that this is the brand and so i did i went and talked to her and we had a conversation and she said how she really, really loved her horse, and um, she even stated that she wasn't the hugest fan of Clinton Anderson as a person, but she loved and respected his training, and she absolutely loved the horse that she bought from him, and um, how perfect this horse is, and how it shows spot on almost all the time, and things like that, and I was watching her um, kind of ride around warming up, or not warming up, but cooling off in the um, what is that warm-up pin and when she cooled off she got off and you know just walking the horse back to the stall and head all hanging down low and at that point when I seen this horse when she just finished cooling him off like this horse in my head like my heart hurt for this horse I felt like this horse literally had nothing to live for other than to serve his owner and that was it literally a robot of a horse and I felt really bad for him and so we came back the next day I, I don't know if she qualified for the next round or whatever whatever happened I don't remember but I ac actually saw her when I was walking around and so I watched her warm up and let alone here we go again and this horse is in the same exact mode he was in the day before and 
I didn't actually watch him show, but I was watching her in the warm-up pen because after seeing the second time in the warm-up pen, in my head, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm not, I don't want to watch this horse perform anymore. It hurts my heart and things like that. And it's just this whole, this horse didn't have anything to live for. He didn't enjoy his job. He did his job because he knew he had to. So at that point, that is when I realized that Clinton Anderson's method he promotes as works for every horse, but this method is what is creating a horse to be more of a robot. When you are doing this method and you're doing it the way he wants it done, your horse is a horse with a job. Your horse can have a personality. Your horse can love doing his job and your horse can love being around you and still have fun and enjoy everything and still do his job very well. And at that point, that is when I actually just stopped working and training with Clinton Anderson's method altogether, almost altogether. I am the type of person that will respect every horse trainer. And I will, I do believe that there are certain things and some things you can learn from all trainers. And so I will never discredit him for whatever, but at the same time, I know I know the reality behind his method. So, um, and I do still tell people and I do still believe that I can still learn from him. I do occasionally when I see him on the TV and I'm around the TV with cable, like I will watch it and just see if I've seen it before or what's going on because I still believe that there's something I can always still learn, even though he's not my favorite trainer, that there's something there that I can take away from. So that is my story. And this actually, I had actually met one other horse at another show. It was a cutting show. Um, it was pretty much the same story. My heart felt for him. It was broken. This horse didn't really have, um, a, a flare behind him. I talked to the owner. The owner actually was not very uh, did not like Clinton Anderson very well and did not use his method and wasn't a hundred percent pleased with the horse. The way he talked was that he ended up finishing the horse the rest of the way, the way he wanted it done. But he said this horse came to him when he bought this horse, it was pretty much fancy broke. You could do, it had all his buttons and stuff, but he said that this horse didn't have the drive he wanted in the cow pen as far as trying to cut the cows. As where you see some horses, they're actually communicating with that cow with their face, their ears are pinned back, their body is on, on point and stuff. And he said, while this horse works phenomenally, but that's all it does. He said, there's no personality behind this horse. He doesn't have the drive to cut. He said, he doesn't have the drive to do nothing. He said, this horse, he said his horse was emotionally broken. And after that as well, that was actually not very long after meeting the reigning horse that I met this cutting horse again with the Clinton Anderson brand that, um, I was just like, how sad. And the guy that was cutting, I know, I don't know him personally, but I know that there's a lot of people who are happy with the horses that he has worked and rode for other people like rode for owners like he showed horses for owners and so I kind of took his word at 
how he felt about the horse. But, you know, some of you may know exactly what I mean by a horse that is just emotionally broken. I know some of you know that. Some of you may not. Some of you may think that there's still, you know, there's still everything is okay with this horse. But, you know, that's just my story and why I don't um, follow Clinton Anderson's method and why I don't promote Clinton Anderson's method. And I just feel like there's people should do a lot more of looking into researching and working on bettering themselves in every aspect. Look at multiple trainers. Don't follow just one trainer. Keep your mind open. Try new things, you know, those things. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so um, I hope y'all enjoyed this talk about Clinton Anderson and my story and why I ultimately ended up not, uh, why I ultimately ended up discontinuing his training methods. So hopefully we'll talk again soon. Bye.